Jesus, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. There's such a sweet presence of the Holy Ghost here, and Pastor was going to introduce me, but I just want to jump right into the word of the Lord because I feel like the Lord wants to do something special for us this morning. In the book of Isaiah, the 41st chapter, and I want to go there just for a moment, and they can put those scriptures up. Isaiah 41, 17 through 18 says that when the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue fails for thirst. I don't know if you've ever been so thirsty that your tongue was like cotton. One of the things that happens when you're dehydrated, it's kind of hard to talk because your tongue gets thick. There's no moisture. He said, when their tongue fails for thirst, I will hear them. Well, I want to tell you something. If your tongue's failing for thirst, you're not very likely to be able to speak. So I want you to listen here this morning. Sometimes people are so thirsty in the presence of the Lord that they can't even ask for what they need. And he still hears. I don't know how many people have been saying, Oh, Jesus, I need you this morning. Help me. But I want you to know your heart can speak a language that your tongue cannot. And God reads the language of the heart. That's his business. And you can be sitting there all pretty, dressed up, just like you come every Sunday, and be dry as cotton. And we've been in some circumstances that have left me dry. It's not easy to say goodbye to people that you love. And our church has been saying goodbye for quite some time. And so I know that we're suffering and we're in a dry place. But the Bible says when your tongue fails and you're so grief stricken, you're so thirsty, you're so dry because you've been in such a dry place. He said, I will hear them. Then he said, I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Now that's important because he said, I want you to know who it is that's listening. Amen. This is not just anybody listening. He said, I am the God of Israel. I'd like to introduce myself to you from way back when. And I will not leave you in your dry and thirsty condition. Then verse 18 said, I will open rivers in high places. And fountains in the midst of valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs. Now I want to qualify who it is he's going to do all this for. He's not doing this for rich people who are self-satisfied, for righteous folks who don't need it. He said, I'm coming to the poor. I looked that up to see what that meant. That meant afflicted, humble, lowly, needy, poor people. I don't know where you've been. I don't know how you've been getting through what you've been getting through. But I don't think there's anything in my arsenal of self-help. I don't think there are books out there to tell you how to navigate post-COVID <coughs> grief, <coughs> loneliness, pain. I think the people that write those books are going through the same thing everybody else is. I don't think they have a fancy word or a quick fix. I don't think so. Because we're in a dry place. 
The Bible said if you're needy, let me tell you what needy people are, subject to oppression and abuse. Needing help, deliverance from trouble, especially as delivered by God. It's a general reference to the lowest class. Well, let me tell you something. I would be willing to be the lowest class to get help from God. If that's what it takes to stop him, here I am. I don't have a thing to take me through this right here, Jesus. Let me tell you, 16 times David talked about the poor and the needy and being poor and needy. That means you can't be proud. That means you, you can't get up and go, I'm just fine. Thank you. Everything's fine with me. He said, I, that's not who I am. I'm not looking for those folks. Those folks, they're taking care of their own business. I'm looking for people who are going, I ain't got nothing. I don't have anything to get me through here. I don't have what it takes. I'm worn out. I'm dry as a bone. I'm just sitting here. Just, I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I'm, I'm empty. 16 times David said that. But you know what Psalm 72, 12 said about those poor and needy people? Psalm 72.12 tells you how God looks at poor and needy. He shall deliver, Psalm 72 and 12, the needy when he cries. Now I'm going to tell you something. No amount of money in the world, no job, no education will give you what you need when you're just dried up with grief and suffering and despair. I'm telling you, money won't do it. Amen. So forget it. It's, it's, there's not enough of it. He said, he will deliver the needy when he cries. And pastor spoke about Jonah. All that water and not a drop to drink. Dried up and withered. And Jonah came to himself. He got over his anger and his frustration long enough to go, you know what? I am going to be in this water, this salt water and this acid. And I'm going to die right here. A slow living death being absorbed by the acid in this well's gut. Unless I can go, oh God. I'm in a place that won't do me any good to swim because the water's over my head. And what's eating me alive is all around me now. I, I was being eaten alive because I didn't want to do what you said. But this is a whole lot worse. I'm being eaten from the outside in. He said he'll deliver the needy when he cries. Well, Joni, you're getting what you deserve. That's not what the Lord said. And the poor also and him that hath no helper. It would be worth it to be poor, needy, and without help for God to go, Where are you? I hear you. Where are you? I hear you. Where are you? I hear you. Psalm 109.22, David said, I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I don't know who feels that way this morning, but I feel that way. I need a God of a wounded heart. I, I, we have been wounded through so much sorrow. Whether it's, it's the loss of life or the, the loss of your life. The life you knew before you got sick all the time. The life 
that you knew before the kids went sideways, the life you knew before inflation hit, the life you knew before you lost your mama, your daddy, your husband, your wife, before you, you lost your health, before you spent all that money and you're pouring it into a hole and can't get things fixed. I'm talking about just worn out from life, poor, needy, no help. We're being set up, folks. Say, I, what have I done wrong? Not a thing. Did I do something bad? No. And if you did, I've got to tell you that the Lord's here to forgive you. It doesn't matter how you got where you are. If you're honest enough to say, I am that person in those scriptures, there is a bonus. Because God has a special place in his heart for poor and needy people. Blessed are the poor. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And what is the kingdom of heaven? Righteousness. God, I'm, I, I'm so turned around. I don't know the next step to take where I am. I'm, I don't even know what's right anymore. I can't see. I can't even ask the question because I don't know what the next step is. So I, I wouldn't do me any good to say, do I go left or right? Because I can't even see left or right. I can't see before or behind or above or beneath. I am surrounded by fog. Anybody ever felt that way? They have diagnosed people with post-COVID as living in a fog. I have felt that way. Have you? I don't know what to think. I don't know what to feel. We're just getting hammered left, right, front, center, up, down, on the right and the left. Maybe that's not where you live. Well then, you just take an intermission because I'm talking to the rest of us. Righteousness followed by peace because you know everything's going to be all right because you're doing what he told you to do versus trying to figure out the next step on your own. And then joy because when righteousness and peace work together, it's like, you're doing this for me, aren't you, Lord? Because I cannot do it for myself. Now the Bible says when they seek water, you know what that means? They are looking for life-giving, life-sustaining refreshment, not a distraction and not a substitute. You can only watch so many shows, eat so much candy, dip into so much ice cream, and go on so many vacations. And I'm going to tell you something. All that stuff has a price with it. Every single thing you are going to do to drown out what you're going through right now has got a price. There is a side effect. Even the medicines we take to deliver us from the physical ailments that we have have side effects. Everybody know that? Is that a new idea to you? That what you're taking for your reflux is also draining your body of calcium? Did you know that, that, that for everything you're doing to fix this, you're undoing something over here and that when they look at you and weigh you and measure your data, what they're doing is a cost-benefit analysis. They're going, I know this is going to do this to her hair and this is going to do this to her nails and this is going to do this, but what's coming after her is greater than the loss of taking it. I'm telling you, there is a place. The Bible said the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow. You can't drink enough chai, enough coffee. You can't have enough donuts, enough biscuits, enough bacon. You can't go on enough trips and save enough.
enough money to get away where you can find a place that won't cost you and there is a place by Jesus Christ where there is a blessing and no cost to it freely given because he loves you we are there say with me we are there he said, when we're seeking water and there is none. I've searched the world over. These pitiful people who are using cocaine, though you know what the wealthy are doing? They're buying more expensive drugs. Their alcohol's more expensive. You know what poor people are doing? A cheaper version of what rich people are doing. They're all looking for water. Please satisfy what's driving this in here. I'm so empty. I've suffered so much loss. So they paint the countenance so that no one can see that beyond the mascara there are tears. And they harden their hearts and tell themselves it's okay to, to take a Friday night and drink yourself sick and then Saturday morning vomit for hours. They say that's fun. And they keep them while they're doing that. Their body is just bearing the wear of what can't satisfy. And the side effect of sin is death. Till there's nothing left of you to abuse. That's what the Bible says. He says there's no source, no well, no spring, no river, no creek, no outlet, no nothing. Their tongue faileth so swollen with thirst. God hears more than words. He hears thoughts and feelings and moanings and groanings and desperation. He hears what nobody can see. He hears, he hears your body posture. He hears the way you stand and sit and sag. He sees you the way you grieve and suffer and your body and your bones. He reads the language of your stress on your face and your hands and your feet. Oh, God. And he's reading somebody's mail today. Online and in this building. He's reading you. You're a book to him. And every chapter of every page of every moment of your life is bare before God Almighty. On every page there's nothing written but suffer, suffer, thirsty, thirsty, dying. Help, help, help. And I came to tell you that Jesus has come down to this place to answer the cry. Hallelujah. There's a story in Genesis 21, 14 through 19, and I'm, I don't want you to put it up. I'm going to tell it to you because you've been set up for a God encounter. The Lord has cut you off from every source of peace and help to drive you to this very moment where you won't refuse what he's offering. Now, as long as you're rich and you can walk out of here and say, I can do without this just one more day. I don't have to do this. I can, I don't, I can wait till next week when it's a little more convenient. Come on, careful. A tornado hit Michigan, tore up a trailer park where people were waiting for a more convenient time to do all the things people need to do and don't. Genesis 21 said, Abraham rose up early according to the word of the Lord and told Hagar and her boy, get out. And gave them a cruise of water. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. 
and the water was spent in the bottle. She cast the child under one of the shrubs and she went and sat down over him a good way off like a bow shot because she said, I cannot bear to watch him die. We don't have any water. I have nothing to give him. And she started crying, not because she was thirsty, but because she didn't have water to give to somebody else. I suspect that Hagar wasn't even self-aware because I suspect that she figured she could probably last two hours longer than that little boy that was under that shrub. So her concern went for her. Although she needed the same thing he did, she was distracted by his need and forgot about hers. Hello? Amen. Hello? Amen. Hello, caregivers? Given, 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 given. In every plane I've ever been on all my life, if you are traveling with somebody who is elderly or younger and needs assistance, should cabin pressure drop, put on your mask first. And then put on the mask of the person sitting next to you. She sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. And verse 17 blows my mind. You can check it out, Genesis 21. God heard the voice of the child. But his mama is wailing. Why didn't you hear her? He heard the voice of the child. Except you become as a little, not a big old burly man who knows it all, never sheds a tear, I'm tough. My God in heaven, we are past that stuff. We're dying out here in the wilderness. Why didn't he hear her? He heard the voice of the child and the angel of God called to Hagar and said, What's wrong with you, woman? And then he knew and he answered before she could even open her mouth. Fear not. God has heard the voice of of the child where he is. Arise and lift him up. Hold him in your hand. God opened her eyes. God, everybody say, God opened her eyes. She saw a well. What's the difference in crying over somebody else and crying because you're dying? An answer from heaven. An answer from heaven. He turned to her and said, don't you be afraid. Number two, and I got a well for the boy. Now both of you get over there and drink. Because you both need the same thing. You need water. Now, we miss the point when we spend all of our time wailing about the circumstance and forget what's happening while we're crying. We're losing more water. We're pouring out and nothing's pouring in. And this is what I want to show you in that 18th verse of Isaiah 41. This is what he said. I know where you are. I know where you are. Not everybody under the sound of my voice is in the same place, although you might be in the same building and tuned into the same spot online. He said, I am going to high places. Isaiah 41 and 18. I'll open rivers in high places. You know what a high place is? 
It's not a place of beauty and glory and wonderful. It's a windy, barren landscape. And typically, if you get there, you're in trouble. You can't go up. You can't go down. And the wind is incessant. And it's cold. And you're alone. And if you're thirsty when you get up there, you're in trouble. Because it's going to take you as long to get down as it did to get up. Then you're going to have to look for water. I don't know how you got where you are up there high and dry. But he said, I see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to open a river. But wait, that's not me, Sister Showstrand. I'm not in a high place. I'm as low as you can go. Really? Well, let me tell you what he said about the low place. He said, I'm going to open fountains in the midst of valleys. That means they're going to bubble up because you probably don't have the strength to get to it. But you can see the water. You can even smell it. I'm just going to let it bubble. I'm low. Watch for the bubbling water. Yeah, but there's another place I am. I'm in a dry place. I can't, I don't know how I got here, but I'm so dry. And he said, I'm going to make the dry land. I'm going to make the wilderness. Let me go to the wilderness. You know what the wilderness is? Spiders, snakes, and scorpions. Venomous things and harmful things. And out there, there's no ceiling, no floor. There's nothing but rocks and critters that are sent to bite and fang and hurt and wound. And maybe you've been out in the wilderness. Let me tell you something. You don't have to use your energy to get to a city. God is going to make a pool right where you are. Then he said, the dry lands. Or maybe you have gone without feeling the touch of the Holy Ghost for so long. The Lord gave me a scripture this morning, and I put it. I want to go to Job 14, 7 through 9, because I believe there are some people under the sound of my voice who are going to hear this and go, but there is no hope for me. I've been gone so long. Job said there is hope of a tree if it be cut down that it will sprout again. I want you to visualize a stump out in the middle of nowhere. There's a hope that the tender branch won't cease. And this is what he said. Though the root is old in the earth, there's nothing left but a root and a Maybe you've been cut down. You listening to me? Maybe you've been cut down. Maybe somebody cut you down. And there's nothing left but a stump in a room. The stalk dies in the ground, yet through the scent. An old dead root, a stump of something that used to be alive and green and beautiful but got cut down and left behind. He said, the smell, water. Would you close your eyes right now? I see a river. There is a river from the presence of the Almighty. Whatever you have been through, what's been done to you, what you have done to yourself, I'm telling you right now, if you're poor and needy, there is water. And Jesus said this, 
that stump you say I've been gone so long I've forgotten how to speak in tongues I don't even know how to do that anymore it's been so long since I bent my knee at an altar I, and I'm not even at church right now I'm at my couch turn around and kneel down you have found your way to a well I'm too old I can't bend my knees my knees won't bend and right where you are in your chair there's a spring there is a spring there is a spring For this you don't have to pay nothing all oh, the master of all water is standing right next to you if you could just say I am the poor and the needy one I need a drink I'm going through something that is so bad so difficult so hard I'm dry as cotton is anybody 